this is Adria Wilkins. We are in a series called A Peek Into My Journal. Have you ever peeked into someone's journal? You shouldn't have done that without permission. But sometimes it's very intriguing if you can ever read someone's thoughts about what is going on in their life. When our son Blake was born, I journaled a lot of what we were going through. And it was mainly to get it out of my mind and to process it and to also write down all the wonderful people that were part of our lives. Today, I'm going to talk about a special lady that stood by my side when the going got tough. Her name was Glenna Ford. She passed away last year of the ripe old age of 90-something. But when she came into my life, she was in her 70s. She had just retired from a school, being a school librarian. She went to our church, and I actually knew her, but did not really know her. She was one of these people that you respect and admire, and you're just not sure how to act around them sometimes. It's kind of like whenever you um, are in school and you have this teacher that everybody loves, but they seem kind of stern or maybe you just don't understand who they are. And I don't know, maybe you're just kind of scared of them. And then you're like, why do people like them so much? I just don't see it. They seem like they're kind of rough around the edges. And so that was kind of the way it was with Glenna. She would tell it like it is. She did not beat around the bush when it uh, came to solving a problem. She would go straight in, attack it, the problem, and move on and figure out what needed to happen to make it work. And so Glenda was that to me, is that I didn't know her that well. So when our son was born, uh, our second child, Blake, with multiple medical problems, um, he was unexpected emergency C-section. We lived in Paris, Texas at the time, and we didn't have any family in town. So when he was born, um, we lived two hours away from a children's hospital, and he was going to have to be care flighted to Dallas. My husband wanted to go on to Dallas with Blake, and then I would be left in Paris in the hospital for, you know, three or four days. Then, of course, we had Katie, our daughter, who was five. So until my family could get into town and help us out, we needed somebody to stand and help me during those days. We had lots of people from First Baptist Church Paris that helped with Katie and took care of her while I was in the hospital. But Eric, my husband, told Glenna Ford, I need you to be there for Adria. I need you to take care of her while I go to Dallas to the Children's Hospital. And so she did. And boy, did she. And I thought to myself when Eric asked her, well, <laughs> I don't know if I want her to see me at my worst when I've just had a baby. I'm in the hospital and, you know, you are just being real when you're in the hospital and trying to recover from something like that. So she 
was there for me when I needed her. And I want to give you some examples of what she did that shows you the kind of person that she really was. So I was about two or three days into being in the hospital and I thought, oh, I'm feeling better. I Maybe I'm going to get to go home early. I was trying to sit up in the chair when the doctor came in. So he'd think, oh, okay, she looks great. She can go on home. You know how you try to hurry up and get out of the hospital. The doctor came in and I'm going to talk about Dr. White uh, in another episode, but he was my uh, doctor that delivered Blake. So he came in and he said, um, how you doing? I said, oh, good. You know, so he checked me out and everything. And he said, oh, you are not good, girl. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, you are full of gas. <laughs> and I said, oh, well, I didn't know that. I had no idea that I was, but what I didn't know is whenever you have surgery and you're cut open, you are full of gas and you got to get rid of it. So he said, well, we're going to do a couple of things to help you be able to get rid of that gas. And so I said, okay. And so he said, well, you probably won't go home for another day or two until we can get you know, this moving along. So I was a little discouraged and Glenna came in and she was like, what's wrong? And so I told her about what the doctor said. And so she said, well, we got to get busy and we got to get this out. So the nurses came in and they gave me some things to help out. So Glenna was sitting there and I thought, well, I don't want to expel this gas in front of this lady that I look up to and respect. Who wants to, to do that? So I told her, I said, I don't know if I can release this in front of you. And she said, oh, girl, you let it blow. Let it blow. And so we laughed. And as I began to laugh, here comes the gas. Of course, whenever you do that, you tend to laugh even more. And then even more was coming out. And she was like, go, girl, go, girl, get it out. Get it out. And so she was my cheerleader <laughs> for getting rid of the gas that I didn't know was in me. There's a lot that goes with that. And let's just say that she said, hmm, let me see if the nurse has some air freshener. <laughs> And so she went and got so took care of that situation. And so that was the beginning of letting that wall down, letting someone into your life that you least expect to be listening to sounds of music. <laughs> Let's just say, I always say, whenever you do get rid of gas in front of other people, you become family very quickly. Another thing that she would do is every day she would come in and have a little devotion with me and ask me kind of what kind of things I had been writing about and reading about. So we would share a way for her to mentor me and to care for me. But she also did those mom things, you know, because my mom wasn't in town. She rubbed my back. Uh, when I wasn't feeling well, or she went and got something that I was wanting to eat, um, or she would ask somebody to bring something. She always knew just when you needed something or knew when to come at just the right time. So I had come home from the hospital and my parents had arrived in town and they were helping with Katie. And of course, I had only been uh, seeing Blake through pictures because he was two hours away. Way, and this was really before we had uh, cell phones and stuff like that, be able to do videos. I was really eager to get to Dallas. We were trying to figure out how in the world I could get to Dallas and who could take me and 
friend if I was really up for it. Lena, she came to the house, knocked on the door. I was like, who was at the door? And there she was. And little did I know that she had come and she said, what What do you need help with? And I said, well, I'm thinking about going to Dallas. I just don't know if I can go or get everything ready. And she said, well, I can help you get packed up. So she went and got all my personal items, got me packed up. I was out the door within an hour. You know, Glenda was there for me when I needed her. She would call me sometimes out of the blue and just say, hey, I was thinking about you and I just wanted to see how you're doing. Our son, Blake, living three years, that was a long time to be kind of checking on somebody when you originally was given a request to just stay with me um, while I was in the hospital after my C-section. She did it because she felt like that was what God wanted her to do when I needed it. And that's what was most important. Or she would ask me, how are you doing? When she'd see me, and she could always tell by the look in my eyes. So from beginning until the end, Glenna was there by my side. When our son was taken off of life support, the doctor said that we could have a couple people in there with us if we wanted. So we asked our pastor, and then we also asked Glenna Ford to be in there with us to pray for us as we were going through the process of letting our son go. Um, So they stood over uh, behind us in kind of the corner area, just kind of watched uh, and prayed. And so we were walking out of the room after we took my son off of life support and I placed him in the bed there and he was very peaceful. I really didn't know what to expect when he passed away, but he was very peaceful. He looked like he was taking a nap. So we were walking out of the room. I remember Glenna saying uh, to us, thank you for allowing us to be part of this. But she said, I really don't want to ever have to go through that again. But she was there for me when I needed her from the beginning until the end. And that's a lot. There's not a whole lot of people that will stand by you from the beginning until the end, not really knowing when the end will be. It could have gone on for many more years. Even after Blake passed and we moved from Paris, Texas to Frisco, we would go back and visit Glenna and her husband uh, anytime we were in Paris because we felt like they were a part of our family, just like so many other people there in Paris, Texas. So I wanted to leave y'all with this thought. Who has been by your side? Who has stood with you through the good and the bad? Can you think of that person? Maybe it's multiple people. If so, I encourage you to write their names down and then send them a thank you note. If they're still around, send them a thank you note. Maybe you could even write up a little story about how they have stood by your side. I think it would really mean a lot to them or their family members. But the next question that I really want you to ponder is who will you stand by when their going gets tough? Who will you support and do whatever needs to be done when the time comes? That is is and could be a very difficult thing. And so I encourage you to be aware and to 
always be thinking about who you could stand by because of some of the things that you've been through, some things that you've learned in life. And I just want you to keep that in mind as you go through the rest of your life. I hope that you have been inspired by my friend, Glenna Ford. And I pray that you will have someone in your life like Glenna Ford. Y'all be on the lookout for joy. 